In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Retirement Pathfinder. I'm Walter Storholt alongside the great team at Pathfinder Wealth Management, serving you in the Rockford area, retirement income planning specialists Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane. You can find out all about the team online by going to pathfinderwealth.com. That's also where you can listen to past episodes of the show. Phil and Barbara, thank you so much for taking the time out to join us this week. How have you both been? Good. Good to be here. Yeah. (laughs) If they would stop the rain, it would be a lot better, though. I think I saw Noah in the ark go by the other day. Uh, Yeah, but yesterday... (laughs) Yesterday, I ordered nice weather. It was my birthday, and uh, it was granted. It was a beautiful day. Well, that's fantastic, and very glad to hear that that's the case. And uh, being able to order up nice weather on your birthday is something I'm sure a lot of people are uh, envious of. I'm going to have to remember that trick for when my birthday rolls around. <laughs> Just put in the order, and you'll be in good shape and uh, ready to go. Well, we've got a great show on the way today, and it's going to be a simple show. We're going to talk about a story. We're going to tell you about a particular time that something happened, maybe a challenge, some successes, some things that occurred with a particular client that Barbara and Phil met with and a particular kind of situation that they went through. And it might be something that you might encounter at some point during your planning life. Maybe it's even something that, you know, might happen to you if you come into a plan, meet with the team for a plan of your own. And so, guys, I'm wondering if this week you can just tell me a story about a time when you recognize recommended something to someone that you almost never recommend to anybody. But in this particular case, it actually made a lot of sense. Can you recall any times that were like that? Yes, I'll take that because when I first heard that question, it immediately brought to mind a client of mine. And Phil, it's kind of interesting, had taken a little bit of a different approach to this question in the first part of his question, which was interesting and just as good. But my first thought was, a client that I had set up a plan for several years ago. Now she could take X amount of money from her account every year. And we were showing that to be a successful plan through her nineties. At the time she was in her early sixties when we set this up. So the plan went along fine for about a year. And then she decided she'd like to start giving some money to charitable organizations and also for rescuing animals. So the withdrawals in excess of the plan happened pretty regularly, like every couple months. So we sat down at the end of the year and I said that based on her current withdrawals that she was taking, she was going to run out of money. Well, she said she was glad to hear it and that I brought it to her attention. However, she said she still felt the need to be able to give to the charitable organizations of her choice and she loved rescuing dogs and all kinds of pets for that matter. So she continued to do that. So don't get me wrong, generosity is a good thing. I believe in it and we believe in helping others if the plan supports it. This money was set up to grow and it was going to outpace inflation and she could withdraw a certain amount every year. And you can actually withdraw additional dollars away from the plan from time to time. But the plan becomes unsustainable when this is done every two to three months like it was with her. So now she starts to worry and then the phone calls start. She started making phone calls and then over a period of years, she was calling here, I would say every month, maybe every two to three weeks, wondering how her account value was doing. So she was concerned about decreasing values in her account and she became frantic that she's going to run out of money. I told her repeatedly that if she kept to the plan that we had designed together. So I want to repeat that when I say design together, we design plans together with our clients. It's not something that we as advisors say, okay, here, 
you have no choice in this. This is the plan that we are devising for you because we're the experts. That's not what we do here. So we did design this plan together. And if she followed it, she'd have been fine. Well, after about a year, she said she just needed to put her money in a safe place. And I was kind of worn out at that time. And I had given this much thought and I said, you know, you're right. She had withdrawn so much money that during uh, my second meeting with her, bringing this to her attention, it ended up being about a 12% withdrawal rate. And her plan was based on about a 4% annual withdrawal rate. But she couldn't sleep at night. All she could think about was losing more money when in fact she lost nothing if she'd stayed the course. But her account value was dropping because of the excess withdrawals. So I told her for her peace of mind to go to her bank and just let her CDs. She thought that, that was the best idea ever. I could sense her peace of mind when I did tell her just to do that. So a plan is only as good as following it, which is also a good time to talk about a written plan and having a written plan in place. Because this particular case is what happens when you withdraw money on an as needed basis or just at random like she was doing. Because you have to know how long your money will last and you can't afford to just wing it. Not if you're going to be in retirement for 30 years. So that's the first time ever that I had recommended someone buying CDs for obvious reasons. You know, CD rates are typically low rates. You have inflation risk, you have interest rate risk, but the principal's protected. So for this client, that was more important than any growth at this time. So she'll have this money for probably maybe another 10 years, which won't be any words near close to the age of 90 that we had devised the plan for. But that's where she's at. She's got peace of mind because she won't be seeing any values drop in her account now. Bill, what do you think? Well, I think you're exactly right. And it goes to a bigger, a bigger question that, in my opinion, is a greater issue that affects our entire industry. And the question is, well, when do you make a decision that's in the best interest of a client? And the answer, every time. So my experience has been that I have adopted certain uh, guiding principles, I guess we'd call them, throughout my lifetime that will lead me to the correct decision. It started all the way back when I was in the service as an officer, you know, when leaders lie, men will die. And so I've always been taught to tell the truth. And so part of the guiding principles that we use will put the client's interest first. That's first and foremost. That's what we do. And so what is my experience in the business with regard to this whole issue of either making a recommendation I never make or more importantly, making the correct decision every time? When I first started out, I began to offer products and services for my clients as I worked for larger companies that were not necessarily premiered by the company. And so inevitably what would happen is that my manager would come and talk to me about offering the products that I thought were in the best interest of the client instead of the company-sponsored funds. And the response was always, well, Phil, you'll always make more compensation, make more money by offering the company's products. And you have to understand you're working for the company and you have to offer their products and services. Well, I offer my particular uh, suggestions because it was always in my client's best interest. It had to be. And I didn't know what they called that particular approach in those days, Walter, but today it's called being a fiduciary. In other words, always offering or always doing what's in the best interest of the client. And the fiduciary standard simply states this, that always do what's in the client's best interest, period. No quibbling about it. When we created Pathfinder, Years ago, to promote that particular fiduciary standard, we decided to do it through public education. And when you promote education and the fiduciary standard, you're never conflicted about what you do when you are what you're recommending. Uh, the advisor who uh, promotes the fiduciary standard 
is not driven by compensation, whether it's for fees or commissions. And so you asked me for a particular example, and so I've got uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, and that's not, of course, their real name, but they set up an account with me 10 years ago, and they adopted an income plan and a portfolio that had a reasonable expectation of success. However, as the years went by, they began to be undisciplined in their distributions and their withdrawals from the account, and they started to exceed the spending plan itself. Well, it became obvious to me that they would be out of money within a five-year period of time if they continued on their present course. So we sat down, had several conversations together, and I warned them about their spending particular approach and how they would be depleting their account prematurely. But they refused to follow my advice, even though they agreed that they were exceeding their particular budget, and they decided not to modify their plan to... Uh, reduce the amount of distributions and support a better spending plan. So the question was, you know, do I retain this client and maximize my earnings until the funds are gone? That's the big question. Or do I recommend termination, which would be in their best interest? You know, as a fiduciary to them, I could not give them the guarantee of success that they were looking for in equities. I couldn't do that. And it wouldn't be in, in their best interest to do so. So we mutually agreed to terminate the relationship and support their decision to move their funds to a bank. Even if they got zero interest, they could potentially go another two years beyond the five years, in other words, seven years, until they depleted their particular account. Now, I don't know if the outcome will be any different, but as a fiduciary, I couldn't convince them to remain with us. I just could not do that in good conscience. So releasing the client when it's in their best interest is really the best approach. It's uh, what we call the fiduciary standard. And quite frankly, in our industry, we don't see that file. We see what's called suitable or suitability standard. Mm -hmm. And when you are laboring under the suitability standard, you're often conflicted about what to do and what to say to the client. So we always promote the fiduciary standard here. So that's a little bit of a spin on that particular question, Walter, but uh, I, I think it kind of addresses our position on putting the client's interest first. And when we need to make a recommendation that is different or maybe a little bit strange to a lot of other advisors. We want to do so when, when we understand it's in their best interest. Yeah, but you know, um, I was going to answer something too because the first part of your question is very interesting. It reminded me of when I got involved in the business back in the late 90s. So it was a company proprietary, variable universal life, variable annuities, and a small group of mutual funds. So it was based on a suitability standard. Now, today, knowing what a fiduciary is, I mean, that's the best you could do for your clients based on what was available then. But now today, looking, you know, fast forward to a fiduciary standard today, would any of those or some of those products be something I'd offer clients today? Uh, very likely, very likely not. Yeah, I think it's the philosophy. You have to adopt a philosophy that you can live with on a continuous basis. And I think it's very important in this business that you set down for yourself guiding principles that you won't violate. Of course, nobody's 100% perfect, but at the same time, you've got to have those principles and you have to clearly state those principles to your, your potential clients and the clients you have should understand where you sit on these particular issues. Well, fiduciary equates to independence yes. to me. So mm -hmm. when you're independent, you have the whole universe of the, the big toolbox. You know, you've got many opportunities, many options in there for your clients, not just a handful. That's right. That's exactly right. 
Well, it's really helpful to see that, you know, one thing is we're not all the same. What works for your neighbor isn't necessarily going to work for you. And sometimes it's even a little bit more extreme than that, where something that works for you might actually work for very few other people, as in the example of your stories today of how folks can get on the right track with their financial life and their financial plan in a way that's different than those who are around them. And I just find that to be unique, but also very cool that we all kind of have our own little solutions to the problems that might face us in our retirement and in our financial lives. And and I think that's uh, that's very neat. If you've got any questions, you want to talk a little bit about your own financial plan with Phil and Barbara, if you've never come in for a review of your situation and maybe you've listened to a couple of podcasts, you've gotten a couple of, you know, kind of good stories and examples of how they help people kind of go from the unknown of how am I going to retire? How am I going to overcome the challenges that retirement has in front of me to actually putting a plan together? They can certainly walk you through that process for your situation. Give them a call, 815-399-9806. That's 815-399-9806. And you can find them online at pathfinderwealth.com. That's pathfinderwealth.com. And of course, we'll be here each and every time on the podcast, help educating you about different topics and different ideas and helping you learn a little bit more about the financial world and hopefully in turn, a little bit about your own financial life as well. Barbara and Phil, thank you both so much for taking the time out to join us on this week's show. And uh, we'll look forward to another great edition of it next time around. Yes, we'll look forward to it. Our pleasure, Walter. Much appreciated to both of you for Phil and Barbara. I'm Walter Storholt. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next time right back here on The Retirement Pathfinder. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.